If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first Striker Fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent pending extended magazine, the P15 pistol's other features include fire fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltecweapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. All right, you guys want to talk about two words, invisible lesbians. Let's just get into it. What? I don't. You don't want to talk about invisible lesbians? I don't care about that. I sent this out to you all in your prep email. So it's a real tweet. The U.S., I don't understand. They can't, the left cannot meme to save their little precious little baby lives. <sighs> So the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, the verified account, tweeted, hashtag Lesbian Visibility Day. And if you're not watching the simulcast on the first and only listening, let me describe it to you. They have a stock photo of a little girl sitting at a counter talking to a woman who is doing something. I don't know. There's a strainer on the counter. Also on the counter is a giant exaggeratedly giant like the size of a cocker spaniel wasp clearly not in real life and it's the border of the wasp is all a glowy white and then there's another woman who's cooking something in a skillet and the words what are in front of her and the little girl the words are look mom's a friend and i guess she's talking about the giant wasp none of this makes sense and then at the bottom they have it captioned It's not always this easy to find something dangerous in your home. Check for unsafe products. Consumer Product Safety Commission. And they hashtagged it Lesbian Visibility Day, I guess because there are two women in the kitchen. And, well, neither of them are killing the wasp. That's for sure. (laughs) And they have hashtag Lesbian Visibility Day. That's what they captured. Also, there are women in the kitchen. Yeah. How sexist of you. There looks like they're making sandwiches. <laughs> um, here's my question. I didn't realize that lesbians were invisible. So if they're invisible all but one day of the year, why aren't we using them in special ops? Great I mean, as I said earlier, imagine this, if you will. A platoon of invisible butches who sneak in, murder tyrants, and prevent war. Yeah. Right? I'm just, this is a taxpayer-funded department. If they're invisible all but one day of the year, Kane, I would immediately be thinking, how can I use this in a fight? If I was an invisible lesbian, I would sign up. For such a task on behalf of the government. I know some lesbians. (laughs) This is random. 
I've seen them with my eyes what? before, so maybe they're all conservative and they're and the trans activists hate them because they're like the jk rowling type not not that she's a lesbian but they're you know what i mean anyway but i maybe i saw them only when the day that they were visible i'm just really but for real like it's this is a stupid tweet so i'm going to be as absurd in responding to it we need to have you know why were we studying why did our taxpayer dollars go to study lesbian obesity when we should have been studying lesbian in, lesbian invisibility. Right. Hello? <laughs> I mean, we have a clear tactical advantage here. Right? Okay, so sidebar. The Tiny Tina's game, because I'm a trap scallion. I made my character, it's spell shot, and then I did Stabomancer with it as well because I wanted to be able to have, like, you know, more higher crit kill with melee. Anyway, long story short... Um, one of her powers, because I finished my skill tree for my spell shot, I totally did already. And I'm already like maybe, you know, a third of the way through for my Stabomancer skill tree. And one of the powers with my Stabomancer skill tree, Kane, is that she can become invisible like that. Like I can choose. I can either do like a two spell shot or I can turn someone into a skeep, uh, which is stupid. Or I can like throw a blade uh, that just dissipates into the ether or I can just chunk, punk, kunk and go invisible, which is really awesome when I'm like going to melee a giant BA troll. So my whole point is that why do we not weaponize it like that? Great question. Pfft, right? I'm made I of questions. I only understood invisibility and throwing blades in what you just said. Well, the people who played the Tiny Tina's Wonderland thing, they'll understand that. It's a horribly woke game. I mean, I can't stand the wokery, but the gameplay is fun, so I go along with it. I Like when I need a break from Elden Ring because it gets too heavy, I go over. After I get killed a lot on Elden Ring, <laughs> I'll go back over to Tiny Tina's. It's like the toddler version of Elden Ring. <laughs> My first five seconds in Elden Ring, I got pummeled by a horse. <laughs> And it wasn't, it wasn't just a horse. It was like, <laughs> like if a Godzilla and a horse were one thing. <laughs> so I got, came up out of the castle and I talked to the lady who told me I was maidenless, <laughs> which I thought was an insult. And I tried to kill her and you can't. <laughs> and I got ran down by a horse. Oh, uh, now I, I know. I the people who just tuned in like 10 <laughs> seconds ago. I play games and I casually and I ran around the horse. So I and then I killed all the soldiers in the field, murdered all of them. I got all their money. Anyway, long story short, uh, this is dumb. <laughs> I'll just end it like that. That's dumb. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Why? Why? Like, why do we have this? And I don't. They, I mean, it is kind of sexist to assume that just because two women are in a kitchen that they're probably lesbians, right? I mean, I don't, oh, look, mom's a friend. It's just, just stop. The, I just hate the idea that, oh, something's invisible. So we're going to, gosh, if it wasn't for the people who told us, you know, not to drink poison, I don't know that we would know lesbians exist, right? <laughs> We actually have to have a safety commission because we're too damn stupid, apparently, as a species in this country to figure out that maybe, you know, if I saw a giant wasp like that in my kitchen, I'd be pulling out my Mossberg. I'd blow this thing to bits, right? That's what I really feel like I want to redo this ad. Yeah. Just saying.
My first thought was just to turn the gas on on the stove, leave the house, and throw a match through the window. Yeah, if there's a wasp that big, and there's probably other wasps that big. But that's what this is what our government agencies are doing. And I guess this was supposed to be funny. It is so stupid. The, it lo- <laughs> Can you imagine what the Ministry of Truth will be tweeting in just weeks? I need someone to fact check this. There's no wasps this big. Also, are lesbians invisible? I mean, what? The wasp isn't a product either. No, sure isn't. So let's break this down just one more. It's the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. This is a wasp. Do they sell them like this? Where are these wasps made? What? And ignore the fact that the women are probably white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. <laughs> That's a different type of wasp. They look like sisters. <laughs> sister lesbians. I don't know. Like <laughs> the wasp isn't a product. <laughs> no, I want to keep it here now. <laughs> And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. All right, all right. So a few, where did all my stuff go? A few things here to touch on. First and foremost, well, I told you we got Brendan Carr is going to be coming up uh, because the FCC blocked, well, they said that they're not going to block Elon Musk from acquiring Twitter. Also, Maxine Waters tests positive for COVID. Aren't all these people like quadruple vaxxed and double boosted and whatever all that is? So she tests positive. Kamala Harris tests positive. Just say. Uh, Russian trained dolphins are reportedly guarding a naval base in the Black Sea. They're probably not very well trained. If anything, noting anything that their military has done thus far is, is if that's anything to go by. They said that they have satellite photos that show the orange tops of dolphin pins above water just inside the sea walls at the entrance of the harbor and it's the Sevastopol Sevastopol port it's Russia's most significant naval base they took it over remember because that was part of Crimea that's why they wanted to annex Crimea so they could take control of that port it's uh, a, a deep water port that they have the other one was not was not was not able to accommodate what they needed but they said that these dolphins, they're, they're to protect against underwater sabotage by Ukrainian special forces, according to... They've used dolphins before, apparently, from what, I've, from what I understand. Uh, let's see here. The um, <laughs> Oklahoma governor signs a law banning non-binary birth certificates, which is a first. That makes sense, it seems to be. The crowd laughs as the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, is unable to plug in an electric car. She was not able to do it. She was trying to, she needed help. She tried to plug into an electric car and then she ended up turning to the audience and asking, how does this work? She actually did that. Now, speaking of debate, where you don't have any, the hens over at The View. All these people are desperately doing backflips to defend their attendance at what is all used to be cringe called nerd prom. It's a bunch of people who think that they're famous because they're partisan propagandists. 
they go to the White House Correspondence Center, and that's like their turn to pretend that it's like the Met Gala. And the View, who are not even White House Correspondence members, members, they are going there, and they're trying to defend why they're even going there in the first place. Listen. Fauci, Fauci, we at least can follow him. He changes things, but that's science, you know. Dr. Fauci also said he's not attending the White House Correspondents' Dinner this weekend after making an individual assessment of his personal risk. But President Biden is still going. Do you think that he should uh, maybe stay home? Look, isn't that, that, that is what the super spread, that, that whole dinner is a super spreader. I've been there many times. Yeah. There's a lot of people. They all sit on top of each other. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I've been there, too. I'm, I'm actually going to go um, on Saturday. But <laughs> listen, it, it is. You will be wearing a mask. I, I'm going to be wearing a mask, but not the entire time, right? Because we're eating. We're going to be drinking. Um, but the thing is, it's about personal assessment and personal freedom. Isn't that what everybody wanted in this country? Every, no one wanted the mask mandates. No one wanted that. And what uh, Fauci is saying is, is, is in line with what the government is saying, what the administration has said, and what a lot of Americans wanted. You make that personal risk assessment assessment. Fauci is um, 81. Um, he said uh, that and he has never had COVID and he has decided not to go because of his own individual status. I got I had COVID in December. Um, I'm over 50. And so I got my second booster and I checked with my doctor who said, you know, you have a very low risk of getting COVID. And so that's you what I think. Oh, you have a low. It's okay. Life. See, it's totally okay that we got. It's okay, guys. We can go to this. It's okay. It's a super spreader event, and you guys are participating in it. That's all. Just, just, just acknowledge it. They're defending being maskless in a big crowded room. It's a super spreader event. Why is it different? Oh, because we're double. That. Do you remember when what's her face hate Behar would not even come on to the View because. Remember that? Yeah. She wouldn't even she wouldn't even go onto the view. She wouldn't even show up. No. I never met her. Any of the times I've been there, I've never met her. I think she'd hate me had I been there. Also, by the way, Fauci, yes, he's 81 and all that, but I remember back in December of 2020 when he was on live TV and got the vaccine. So I don't understand why he's so afraid if the vaccine is supposed to curb your symptoms and all that. Mm-hmm. What's he upset about? What's he afraid of? Yeah. Exactly. What's he worried about? I thought that it didn't. It's. I mean, it's endemic. Anybody who gets it now, it's It's like a very mild. I've known like a handful of people who've gotten it and they have had it. They had it once. Some of them had it when we got it over Christmas and they got it again. And it's even less virulent because they had the same exact symptoms that we did where it was really achy for the first two days. And then after that, it was, you know. And people can say whatever they want to about ivermectin, but I maintain that after my doctor, because I had such, I felt like a, like a hundred, a 100 year old. I like my knuckles and everything hurt so bad. I couldn't even hold a crochet hug. It was crazy. I couldn't hold a pencil. It was so, it hurt so bad. And that's what, that's what ivermectin does. It just treats symptoms. No one ever said that they cured it. That's something that the left made up and attributed to conservatives so that they could say that conservatives were saying ivermectin cures a virus so that they could make us look like goofballs. Nobody said that. But it did help. It helped with that. Um, but we had friends who had it about the same time that we did over Christmas. Exact same symptoms. Exact same severity. And they got it again. And they were like, we didn't even know. We just had sniffles. And I had a leftover test that she had ordered, uh, my friend. It wasn't one that uh, the government gave to her that was made in China. And she said she took it and it was positive. And then so, so she went to one of the tests, like a CVS, and theirs was positive. And so she's like, I just, you know. 
That's I mean, she's like, it's like a mild cold. She's like, I had it before I had it over Christmas and it was a lot more it was a lot stronger. The symptoms were a lot stronger. So mm, telling you. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Well, an ex-girlfriend is accused of trying to light a South Florida man on fire. Oh, boy. In my, it's coming out of Miami. A Florida woman is facing aggravated assault after she poured gasoline on her ex-boyfriend and tried to set him on fire. How is that aggravated assault? Wouldn't that be attempted murder? Yeah. I mean, you're setting the dude on fire. Police say that the victim, identified as DeAndre Blackshear, that's a great last name, by the way, Sounds like a pirate name. Was in the home's bathroom when his daughter said someone was screaming his name outside. And that's when he went outside, which was a mistake, and he saw his ex-girlfriend, LaSonia Peterson, screaming out front. Now, Blackshear told police that when Peterson saw him, she reached into her purse and pulled out a bottle of gin that she poured on him. Now, how do you let someone pour something on you? Don't you run? And then she opened another container of liquid that smelled like gasoline. Peterson allegedly told Blackshear the liquid was acid. She poured it on him. Why did he not move? And then she took out a lighter and set the bottle on fire and threw it at him while screaming that she was going to kill him. Now, investigators say that Blackshear had no visible injuries, but he did smell like gas. They went to her home, the El Portal Police. She was not at the residence. They called, they, she called police two hours later to say that Blackshear had come to see her and he was the one that had poured the gasoline. They arrested her on a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. I just don't know how that isn't attempted. attempted murder. I mean, could just golly. Okay, so a Florida man tried to cut and then saw off an ankle monitor, and he used it with a hack. He used a hacksaw. Jeez, he's a he's a Florida man in Putnam County out on bond for a crash that resulted in a man's death. So he was caught trying to solve his ankle monitor in a neighboring county. <laughs> Dude, his name is Homer Wiggins. Oh my gosh. Homer Wiggins. Out of the Dude. I just Homer Wiggins. He fled Putnam County multiple times since last year, including after warrants were issued for his arrest. Wiggins was eventually arrested by Panama City Police after patrol Oh boy, he got in trouble surfacing himself outside of a restaurant. Oh. So he's, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's back in jail. Homer Wiggins. Ew. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. National Border Patrol Council Vice President Chris Cabrera joins me to discuss how bad the border crisis is and how it's about to get much worse. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Cabrera says he could identify the root causes of the crisis in just a minute. I'll also react to an MSNBC host comparing Republican governors to Russian war criminals because of changes they want to make to our schools. Join me. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.